Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the brand new Holly Springs Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion. We're going to be talking about the demographics of America. In other words, we're going to be talking about the percentages of whites in this country and minorities in this country and how it's changing over time. There's a lot of new data and research that has come out on this subject. Just a few decades ago that America was a majority white nation. It is no longer that way. Right now there's about even amounts. And as you'll see from the discussion today, by 2045, which is you know not that long in the future, Whites are going to be a minority in the United States. Let me repeat that. By 2045, whites are going to be the minority in the United States. You may not believe it, but that's what's going on. So we'll discuss it. I'm not saying this is a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying this is what's happening. And you can make up your own mind in terms of what you think this means for the future of America. So I'm going to be discussing an article that appeared very recently in the Daily Mail newspaper. Daily Mail newspaper is a publication out of Great Britain, the United Kingdom. It focuses often on research and statistics and from universities and governments, which I find very interesting. And it talks about a lot of things that American newspapers and American media refuses to report on for political reasons. So sometimes it's a really good idea to get an outsider perspective. And that this is the view from Great Britain, from England, And what they see is going on in the United States. Sometimes that's helpful because it avoids, you know, all the partisans that run around in America trying to support one of our two corrupt political parties and then trying to shape everyone's information to support their broken political viewpoints. So we get to avoid that by looking at outside publications. And that's what we're going to do today. The headline in this article is, quote, a majority of Americans will be minorities by 2045 as the white population dips below 50% for the first time in history, according to an analysis of the census data. Here's the article, and we'll discuss it afterwards. Quote, the majority of Americans will not be white by 2045, according to data that highlights the United States' increasingly diverse population. An analysis of the census data by the think tank Brookings Institution estimates that white people will comprise less than 50% of the U.S. population for the first time in history in a little over two decades. Quote, the majority of the population will be made up of ethnic minorities. 24% will be Hispanic, 13% will be black, 7.9% Asians, and 3.8% for other multiracial populations, the analysis claims. Quote, immigration and an increase in interracial couples are fueling a shift in a new era of this so-called majority-minority population. Some experts have refuted those conclusions, though, due to concerns about who the government counts as white. Quote, the population of white Americans is growing older as a predominantly white generation of baby boomers, people who were born in the mid-1940s to the 1960s ages. The latest census data shows the older population has climbed to nearly 56 million, up from 40 million a decade before. This generation is about three-quarters white, which has meant that a white majority population was the oldest of all racial groups in the 2020 census, 
Additionally, the 65 and older age group is growing more rapidly than any other, and it's the only age group where whose white population is expected to grow between now and 2045 and beyond, according to the analysis from the Brookings Institution. Quote, Following the baby boomers, non-white people accounted for the greatest population growth and drastically drove up the birth rates in the U.S. in the years after World War II. And now younger generations, the share of white people is shrinking, making Generation Z the last generation to be majority white. Currently, racial minorities make up more than half of Americans age 0 to 17 years old. Of that population, Latino or Hispanic people make up the largest share, that's slightly more than 25%. Brookings researcher William Frey, who carried out the analysis using 2020 census data, said the growing population of racial minority groups, especially Latino and Asian Americans, has compensated for the aging and now declining white population in young people and those in the labor force. In 2020, there was an overall decline in the number of children under the age of 18 in the U.S. population. which makes up the largest share of the overall U.S. population at about 58%, down from 64% in 2010. The shrinking white population can be explained by both higher levels of immigration among people in working age, as well as an influx of immigrant women of childbearing age. Following a dip during the COVID pandemic, the immigration through the southern border is up. U.S. Border Patrol has now reported more than 1.6 million encounters with migrants along the border with Mexico in 2021's fiscal year, more than quadruple the number of the prior fiscal year, and the highest annual total on record. By 2060, the census predicts that whites will comprise only 36% of the under-18 population, and Hispanics will increase to 32%. The findings in the Brookings analysis are not universally endorsed, though as some demographers have voiced concerned about how the census measures whiteness. Many Americans with one white parent identify as white or partially white on their census form, and Americans can choose more than one race, whether they are Hispanic origin on those forms. Quote, Dr. Mary Waters, a sociologist at Harvard University, told the New York Times, the question really for us as a society is that All these people do look white, they act white, they marry white, they live white. So what does white even mean anymore? Quote, we are really in an interesting time, an indeterminate time when we are not policing the boundaries very strongly. Changing the demographic patterns in the United States has led to a racial generation gap in which the younger population influenced by immigration in recent decades is far more diverse than the older generations. Shifting tides in the U.S. demographics make up has become a cultural lightning rod in the United States and Western cultures more broadly, triggering heated debates about a nation's identity, social norms, and political representation. According to the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2018, foreign-born adults now make up nearly 66% of the U.S. labor force compared to a lower 62% rate for adults that were born in the United States. Well, there you go. That's the article. I mean, wow, that can't, that's a lot, you know. Everyone runs around. They're all talking about the rights of this group and the rights of that group, trying to protect minorities. Well, the fact is we've let so many minorities immigrate to this country, 
some legal and a lot illegal, where we have now become a mostly minority country. Whites are becoming a minority. Whether you like it or not, that's what's going on. Our government, our broken federal government, is no longer defending our own borders. At the same time, our broken federal government is defending the South Korean border. No one ever crosses from North Korea into South Korea. We've got troops on that border. We've got mines and fences, and we make sure that nobody violates the territorial integrity of South Korea. But of course, the territorial integrity of the United States on the Mexican border means absolutely nothing to our federal government. And that's the reality we live in. You know, the government is a lawbreaker. They are not enforcing our immigration laws. They're encouraging labor law violations. And of course, all kinds of criminals and drugs and prostitution has just walked freely over our open, undefended border. So there you have it. I mean, you know, you can talk about minority rights, but in the not-so-distant future, that means white rights, because whites are going to be a minority in the United States. Take it or leave it, love it or don't love it, that's what's going on. And again, I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying that's the reality that we now have to deal with. It's something that we have to cope with. It's something, you know, that this, and where's this information coming from? Well, the information cited in the article, some of it came from Harvard University, some of it came from the New York Times, and a lot of it came from the United States' broken federal government, from the Census Bureau and the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So those are, you know, big sources. It's not some kind of, uh, you know, person in passing saying, you know, the United States is going to be a majority majority minority country in the near future. And, and you're like, well, who is this person and why do they say this? These are the reputable sources, so to speak, or as people think. So, you know, that's the reality that's coming down. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean for you and your family? For the last 50 years, we've had affirmative action, which has put whites, particularly white males, at tremendous disadvantage in employment and also college admissions and financial aid for college and other government programs as well under affirmative action. And now for the first time, most recently, we had the U.S. Supreme Court throw out affirmative action only in the area of college admissions, but affirmative action continues to exist in employment and for college financial aid. So, you know, is this going to end all affirmative action when whites become a minority? I mean, what is the point of affirmative action? You're trying to protect minority rights. What happens when the majority is no longer the majority? Have the scales tipped so far the other way? Have we put whites at such a disadvantage, both demographically and in the workforce and in colleges, that they cannot compete anymore? Even if we end affirmative action, would that even be enough to stop this change in American society? And do do you even want to stop this change in American society? So again, I'm not passing a value judgment on this. I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying it's something you might want to be aware of. You know, what happens when the Roman Empire is no longer filled with Romans? What happens when the Greek Empire is no longer filled with Greeks? What happens when the American Empire is no longer filled with people that are born and bred in America? As you saw from the article, there's a lot of immigration going on here, record numbers, 400% more in 2021 than has ever happened before. Keep in mind, the United States takes 1 million legal immigrants every single year. That's more than any other nation on the planet. And of course, now we're taking 1 to 2 million illegal immigrants since our 
federal government decided to open up our now undefended borders. So no nation comes anywhere near this level of immigration. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You know, you make up your mind. You decide. I did do another podcast uh, previously. You can listen to it. It's already out there on the air where it showed that 10 years after immigrants come to the United States, a majority of them receive government welfare. You may like that. You may not like that. But that's the fact. The government provides that data. I also put out another podcast that shows that the average illegal immigrant has four criminal convictions. And that's another podcast that you can listen to. You can look through my podcast. It's been out there. And where does that information come? That also comes from the federal government. So when you have an open, undefended border, you're not going to get doctors and lawyers and farmers and factory workers and people with good jobs and people that are well-educated walking across that border. That's not who you get. You get the alcoholic. You get the drug-addicted. You get the, uh, the mentally ill. You get the people that have just come out of prison. You get the people, you know, you're, deal- you're dealing with the people that don't have any options in their home countries. They're, they're poor. They don't, have any, they don't have a stake in their system. So they're like, yeah, sure, I'll walk. I'll walk o- over to the United States. They're not kicking anyone out anymore. And they, they come on in. And again, the federal government says the average illegal immigrant has four prior criminal convictions. And 10 years after coming to the United States, a majority of them are on some form of welfare. So I know Americans have this image in their mind of people coming through Ellis Island, you know, in the 1920s, and these were hardworking European immigrants, and there was no government dependency, and they had to have jobs and sponsors here, and they were very well educated, and they were hardworking. That's not what's happening now. That's not the people we're getting. We're getting some of them, but not a lot of them. Instead, we're getting the bottom of the barrel from Central America and South America, and you can decide whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you're not getting your most capable. You're getting the people that don't have any other options in their home country. And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll take a shot up there. Why not? They got nothing to lose. Worst thing that happens, they get deported back to their home. They get put on an airplane and a free flight home. There's no penalty for them. So, so, and our government, since it opened the borders a couple of years ago, has welcomed them with open arms. So, but who's paying for that? Well, you and I are paying for that. The taxpayers are paying for that. So, you know, and, and, and what happens when they steal your identity because they need fake social security cards, they need fake driver's license, and they get them. Well, they're stealing your information and my information. And then they use our information to their advantage. They run up credit card bills and they walk away from them. They buy homes, they walk away from it. And they do it in our names. You can, so I've talked about that in other podcasts. You can, you can look at the level of criminality. I mean, it's everywhere right now. So listen, our government has decided that, you know, this is the way it wants to go for political reasons. Okay, that's the decision that's been made from up above. And this is the end result. You know, when you take advantage of a system for long enough, eventually it's not a system anymore, is it? When everyone's taking from the system and no one's giving back to it, when everyone talks about their rights and nobody talks about their responsibilities... What does that mean for the decline and fall of America? I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the brand new Holly Springs Studios and the great Misty Beyond, wishing you a great day.